0: Mahatmanastu mamparatha, daivin prakriti masvita, nanyamanasol, jnatva bhutadima vyayam. Hmm. The son of Preetha, those who are not deluded <coughs> to great souls are under the protection of the divine nature. They are fully engaged in devotional service because they know me as the Supreme Personality of Godhead, original and inexhaustible. Omajana trimanam dasya, salakaya. Shakshu and just my Sri Guru Vena Born in the darkness of ignorance, but my spiritual master has opened my eyes with the torchlight of knowledge. I offer my most respectful obeisances unto him. Uh, going back to text number eight, last week we ended uh, in, in Krishna explaining how the whole material energy is is wrapped up and it it, it comes back. Under his control at the end of the millennium, the millennium being at the end of Brahma's life. Okay, so uh, an in unimaginable span of time in our in our estimation. Considering one of Brahma's days is uh, you know four billion three hundred thousand years, and his night is of the same duration. He lives for a uh, hundred years, which is. Uh, 30 times that, uh, times 12, times 100. Unimaginable amount of time. So, at the end of Brahma's day, uh, everything is wrapped up. So, text 7 touched upon that. Mm -hmm. Krishna goes on in 8. The whole cosmic order is under me. Mm -hmm. Under my will, it is automatically manifested again and again. And under my will, it is annihilated in the end. O jana, I'm sorry, dhananjaya. All this work cannot bind me. I am ever detached from all these material activities, seated as, as though neutral. This material nature, which is one of my energies, is working under my direction. O son of Kunti, producing all moving and non-moving beings under its rule. This manifestate manifestation. Is created and annihilated again and again. Prabhupada explains in the purport that just like in a in a, a kingdom, everybody had there may be so many people in so many administrative posts underneath the king, and they're they're conducting the affairs of the whole kingdom, but without the authority of the king what is the value of their position? In other words, unless they have that that authority of the king, if you take the king away, then whatever position they have loses any significance. So similarly, although within the material world, there may be so many living entities in, in charge of different aspects of the material nature, all of those are working under the sovereignty of Krishna. And without Krishna, their positions are meaningless. So that's how Prabhupada explains the concept to us uh, that Krishna relates in this 10th verse. This material nature, which is one of my energy, is working under my direction. And it, it also explains how, just like in a kingdom, the the king may may have so many deputies in charge of different areas, uh, and in that way, he doesn't have to personally get involved. He's a, he's he's delegated his authority to those others to deal in whatever department is their specialty. So similarly in the material world, we can see that there are so many demigods and uh, powerful living entities who are in charge in so many ways. Although they're working under the sovereignty of Krishna, they're empowered by Krishna's energy, still Krishna is in charge, but he's not in charge. Because early in this verse, I mean this chapter, doesn't he say this? I'm here, but I'm not here. Behold my mystic opulence. Behold the magic of how it all runs. And here he explains that magic a little bit. That the whole manifestation is coming about by his energy. But the energy that he applies, his diverse potencies that are there in the material world, do not bind him. He's not bound in any way to what's in this, happening in this material world. Then text 11 is, is a very important verse. tanu masritam ajananto mahesvaram Fools deride me when I descend in the human form. They do not know my transcendental nature as the supreme lord of all that be. Fools deride me. They do not understand. Fool. They're foolish in that. They're, they're mudhas. Fools. Why? Because when Krishna comes, they think, well, if he's in the material world and I'm in the material world, then we're equal. <laughs> the playing field is equal. No, it's not equal. You're bound by the laws of karma and all this manifestation is coming from Krishna. He, has no, he is not bound by the laws of karma. And this is the real stumbling block for most spiritual aspirants. And Krishna explains some of the, the way that people stumble in the verses that follow and how those that perfectly understand his position do not stumble. Even all the manifestations of the Supreme Lord come from Krishna so, we talked about the, the Paribhushan, the, the theme verse of, of Bhakti-rasamrita-sindhu, and I also mentioned the theme verse of Bhagavad-gita, Manmana-Bhavamad-bhakto, so much so that Krishna mentions that, it basically repeats the same thing twice, does he not? Also, there's a theme verse according to Jiva Goswami. Now, when we say according to Jiva Goswami, there are so many acharyas, there are sometimes differences of opinion between one Acharya and another. According to Jiva Goswami, and of course Jiva Goswami is the, uh, the quintessential scholar of all Shastra, and that's his position, that's where he, his devotional service excelled in his scholarship, in his way to prove all the principles of devotional service and defeat all others. Defeat all Mayavad conceptions. Defeat all other misconceptions of what is, uh, what are the principles of pure devotional service as enunciated by Sri Chaitanya. He basically took the core verses that Sri Chaitanya gave and he explained the whole science. According to his opinion, the core verse of Bhagavatam, which basically reinforces this Verse uh, that we're just now reading that to fully understand Him as the Supreme Personality of Godhead is Vara Parama Krishna as Lord Brahma says. So that verse from, from Bhagavatam Iti Chamsa Pumsa Krishnas Tu Bhagavan Swayam that Krishna is the Supreme Original Personality of Godhead. Indrani Vyakulam Lokam, Ridayanti Yuge Yuge. And that Krishna, of course, protects uh, the principles of religion and specifically the management of the material universe. He's a protector of Indra and all of the demigods. Indrani Vyakulam Lokam. The translation of the verse from Bhagavatam, the core verse, All the list of the incarnations of Godhead submitted herewith are either plenary expansions or parts of plenary expansions of the Supreme Godhead. But Krishna is the Supreme Personality of Godhead Himself. Krishna is, in this section of Bhagavad Gita, giving Arjuna this confidential knowledge. This is the most confidential knowledge. And what is our Judas qualification for receiving it? The opening of the chapter, because you're not envious of me. Because you're not envious of me, I'll give you this most confidential knowledge. And here he's saying, fools deride me when they see me coming down and looking like you. (laughs) But this is my original form. This is my original form. This two-armed, two-form that you see in front of you now, as your chariot driver. This is my original form, Param Param, supreme manifestation, transcendental nature. Mm. Fools to ride me! They don't understand it when I when I come down and look like one of them. Even though I can perform feats that they can never do, even they, even though I can, I can manifest uh, the entire universes uh, within my mouth to Mother Yasoda. Even though I can hold up Govardhan Hill and protect all my dear devotees. Even though I can slay so many demons, even the demon Putana, when I was couldn't even walk yet, I was still being suckled by my mother. Still. Although I do all these things to let you know that I'm God, fools can't understand it. They can't recognize Krishna when he comes in this original form. Very extensive purport here that Prabhupada gives to this verse. But they still can recognize it's someone with you know,
1: power. Yes. What
0: they say about? It? They can recognize some power, but they still think they can defeat. Jarasandha thought, I can defeat Krishna. Kamsa, I can kill Krishna. Let me send my demons. Let me have my wrestlers, you know, beat him up. Let the, the elephant smash him. Up to the end, Kamsa thought, I can do away with this enemy. <laughs> A couple times he had some trepidation, <laughs> like when Krishna took birth, and then. But still. They can't recognize that this is the Supreme Lord. They can't surrender to that. Those who are thus bewildered are attracted by demoniac and atheistic views. In that deluded condition, their hopes for liberation, their fluid of activities, and their culture of knowledge are all defeated. elaborate just a little bit on this verse. There's, There's some real heavy stuff that Krishna is putting forth here. Moga Asa, translated baffled in their hopes. Moga Karmana, baffled in fruit of activities. Moga Jnana, baffled in knowledge. Even when one may be a so-called devotee, and they aspire to reside on the same planet of the Lord, if they can't recognize Krishna, coming in this original form, then their hopes for that residing with Krishna in the spiritual world, they're baffled. Karmī, he's also baffled. Moga karmāna, baffled in fruitive activities. Even he can be baffled if he doesn't see Krishna, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, when he manifests himself. And of course, the jñāni. Moga jnana, baffled in knowledge. And Prabhupada elaborates on this uh, nicely in the purport. Mm-hmm. There are many devotees who assume themselves to be in Krishna consciousness and devotional service, but at heart do not accept the Supreme Personality of Godhead Krishna as the absolute truth. Mm-hmm. For them, the fruit of devotional service, going back to Godhead, will never be tasted. Moga asa baffled in their hopes of going back to Godhead. Similarly, those who are engaged in fruitive, pious activities are an ultima- and are ultimately hoping to be liberated from material entanglement will never be successful either because they deride the Supreme Personality of Godhead Krishna. They deride? What, what is deride? Um, Put him down. Yeah. that's the best. Ridicule him. In the Purport, yeah. Prabhupada is talking about devotees who don't recognize Krishna in his original form. They're baffled. They're defeated. Ultimately, they're defeated. All the, all the major acharyas coming in all the major the four major sampradayas, they all accept Krishna's to Bhagavan Swayam. That Krishna is the original personality of Godhead. That's the tatva, that's the truth of all the Sampradaya's teachings. Someone who is a devotee that does not accept that truth, that says, no, Krishna, that no, the Supreme Lord is actually Vishnu. It beyond Vishnu. But no, they have to know beyond that. They have to have that level of knowledge, and that that's available through disciplic succession. make sense yeah, but it's because they lack of knowledge or it's just the they have a conception they don't have pure knowledge yet they haven't risen to that platform and Prabhupada points out in the purport here that there is a chance that they will become baffled in their devotional service in their attempts to advance to the spiritual world until they rectify that misunderstanding that means Oh yes, Krishna, he's very nice. Yes. He's very nice, he's right up there. You know, just like with everyone else. With Ganesh and Shiva, and Brahma. Mm-hmm. He's, you know, just one. And Vishnu. And Vishnu. Right. And, you know, right. They're all one. Just all in there with all the rest of them. Okay. They don't recognize that Krishna is actually. So those conceptions, those are baffling. Those conceptions are removed when someone comes into contact with the pure devotee if they're devotee and they read and if they if these are the ifs similarly for us ifs are there if we're not sincere if we let uh, you know the weeds creep creep in and uh, stunt the creeper of pure devotion aspirations for fame recognition sense gratification whatever well they can creep in they can stunt so we have to keep our knowledge pure and pure knowledge comes in pure association. Convoluted knowledge comes in bad association. So what's paramount to us is always keep good association. We notice even now in, in the wake of Prapa uh, Mahābhāgavat, someone of Prapa's stature comes and it establishes such a high standard of devotional practice. In the wake of that, we see now, even 30, 40 years later, we, we see these weeds of misconception that creep up. Uh, and it's unfortunate. Those devotees, they, they become, many devotees become uh, enamored of those weedful, this weedful thing, this fault-finding, this thinking that uh, the movement of, of Krishna consciousness has been completely devastated by, by offensive behavior of the leadership or so many things. And it's a fact. It can happen. But you also have to be able to, to know when the real thing is there. So we use our intelligence and we take shelter of, of pure devotees. That doesn't mean everybody in this Krishna conscious movement is on that platform. But the movement, I feel, is, is very secure uh, in moving forward. There's enough pure devotees to carry, to carry the weight of the dead wood. <laughs> very important point here that Krishna is making, that if you're not going to understand what is His position as coming down in pure disciplic succession, this knowledge then you're going to be baffled. You're going to be baffled if you're going to try to go back to Godhead. You're going to be baffled if you're going to try to advance yourself to the the heavenly planets. You're going to be baffled in your attempts to be liberated. The Gyanis. This knowledge is necessary. A tinge of this knowledge absolutely has to be there if you're going to be successful in any endeavor. Any endeavor requires a tinge of this pure knowledge of what God is. God is Krishna. Krishna is to Bhagavan Swayam. He is the supreme source of all other manifestations. He is the source of the demigods. He is the source of all the manifestations of Vishnu. He is the original source of of everything. Text 13, O son of Prita, those who are not deluded, the great souls are under the protection of the divine nature. They are fully engaged in devotional service because they know me as the supreme personality of Godhead, original and inexhaustible. I missed a verse there. Uh, a consequence of that uh, verse when we deride Krishna when we don't we're not able to recognize him. Oh, I'm sorry, I, I just I just didn't complete it. Uh, raksasim, Rakshasha, demoniac. The, I didn't finish the verse I don't know where you are. we're on verse number 12 Okay. And we discussed the fact that even devotees, one aspiring for liberation, one aspiring for uh, uh, salvation all of them will be defo- defeated, not only are they defeated, that their consciousness gradually gravitates to the lowest level, Krishna goes on and explains, what's he say? Those who are thus bewildered are attracted by demoniac and atheistic views it's actually the end of the verse Raksasim Raksasha, Raksasim Demoniac, Asurim atheistic mm. certainly a nature that's the nature that they acquire due to those, that misconception very important verse 12 13 they're not deluded they are fully engaged in devotional service because they know me as the supreme personality of Godhead original and inexhaustible and where do we get that knowledge? We get that knowledge from Krishna's pure devotees. And we, where do we maintain that standard of integrity in the knowledge? By staying in the shelter of the pure devotee, by stay, t- staying in the shelter of the instructions of the spiritual master. Then the knowledge isn't going to become polluted. Then there's no chance that there'll come a, a time when we're going to be a, attracted to some misconception. And what's the nature of those devotees who are on this undiluted platform of pure devotional practice? Not envious. Satatam, right. Krishna goes on. They're not envious and they engage in certain practices. We can recognize them by these characteristics. Krishna gives those characteristics in text 14. Page 473. Sassat, satatam kirtayanto mam, yatantas chadri davreta, namas yan chas. I'm sorry, glasses. Namas, mm-hmm. Yantas chamam bhaktya nitya yuta upasate. Always chanting my glories. They do their job every day, endeavoring with great determination. They may not be able to do it all right, but they're endeavoring. They're trying to fulfill the instruction of the pure devotee as best they can. Endeavoring with determination, bowing down before me. These great souls perpetually worship me with devotion. These are the characteristics of the Mahatmas that Krishna speaks about in text 13. This is the way they conduct their affairs. Text 15, uh, again you can read the purport, uh, you know, I hope you're studying these verses, but I'll, I'll cover it real quickly and give you just a couple things uh, that the, uh, that's available in this verse. <laughs> Others who engage in sacrifice by the cultivation of knowledge, worship the Supreme Lord as one without a second, as diverse in many and in the universal form. And the Purport Prabhupada explains that there's others who are, that their knowledge is not, not perfect. It's not, it's not really situated on the highest platform. But they still, they have some appreciation for God. Now some of them appreciate God, I'm God. Yeah. <laughs> I like myself. I'm God. You're God. We're all God. So they see God in themselves. And they think they're actually the supreme. So others, engaged in the sacrifice of cultivation of knowledge, worship the Lord as one without, as diverse in many and in the universal form. Others, they worship the universal form. They see God in nature. And they worship God in nature. There's even religions dedicated to that worship of God in, in nature. Actually, if you go halfway through the purport in the first, chap- in the first paragraph, Prabhupada delineates all three. Mm-hmm. But there are others who are still lower, lower than the Mahatmas. And these are divided into three. One who worships himself as one with the Supreme Lord. One who con- concocts some form of the Supreme Lord and worships that graven images, I think is what uh, Christians call it. What could that mean? They concoct their own form of the Lord. The golden calf and the Judaic. They, they concocted the golden calf. Remember that? They worshipped the golden calf. They worshipped his God. Yeah, well, Moses went up right. The yeah, Moses went up there and said, you can't do that. Yeah. They make up their own their own form of the Lord without getting authorized knowledge coming from people who had actually seen God, they said, Well, I think he looks like this. Let's make this. <laughs> this is this is my God. They make they make up. But at least they're worshiping is the point that's being made here. And then the third, he who accepts the universal form, the Vishwarupa of the supreme personality of the Godhead, and worships that, and that is that the Supreme Lord is spread throughout the universe. That this is this universe is actually the form of the Lord. That this what we see in nature is God. That's called the Vishwarupa. Right. Well, Vishwarupa, you'll see how yes, well, Krishna actually later in the eleventh chapter, Arjuna asks Krishna, can you show me how your energy is manifest throughout this material world? Right. And he manifests for right. Krishna, his Vishvarupa, so that he could see. But he sees it all in relationship with Krishna's personal form. This is not referring so much to, the, to right. that conception. Just right. seeing it, but not seeing it in relationship with Krishna. Right. as coming right. from Krishna himself. Okay. And worship that. And then Prabhupada kind of elaborates a little bit more, mm-hmm. just to finish it up. Out of the above three, the lowest, those who worship themselves as the Supreme Lord, mm-hmm. thinking themselves to be modest, are most predominant. Such people think themselves to be the Supreme Lord, and in that this mentality, they worship themselves. Then Prabhupada gives them a little bit of a break. Right. This is also a type of God worship, for they can understand that they are not the material body mm-hmm. but are actually spirit soul at least such a sense is mm. prominent next week we'll get into uh, uh, Krishna basically giving Arjuna some more confidential knowledge as to his nature and uh, I remember from Tuparari's uh, uh, last visit he was also speaking on this uh, this chapter uh ninth chapter and he was explaining the nature of this confidential knowledge being that that most people you know because is not envious he can understand it when Krishna tells him things like I'm God, everything comes from me I'm the best, I'm the most beautiful all the energy that you see is my energy <laughs> people, that's a hard thing for people, you know, somebody says I'm God and, and accept this. This is this is everything about me. You're a pretty conceited person, aren't you? You know, we naturally think, oh, of course Krishna can back it up. Any questions in relation to any of this? For someone who doesn't know who is God, maybe he doesn't ask himself, which category would that be? It's not atheists because they don't who doesn't, know? So a who doesn't know? It could be you any mean, of these. It could be any of these three, three categories. They believe there is a God? No, they don't know. Well, what, what's that called? Not atheist. No. Agnostic, agnostic, yeah. They really believe there's something. They just don't know. They just aren't really sure what it is. They know, know, it. really right. they know that there's some kind of something running the whole show, but they have no identification with what it actually is. Yeah. That's agnostic. All three of these would defense. They have a they have a conception of what is God, it's just a misconception. You're talking about somebody that has no conception, but they have a sense that there is a God. Yeah, they could they could fall into any of these or they can be fortunate enough to get the association of Krishna's mm-hmm. devotee and find out who really God is. It's just a matter of, of the nature of the nature of two things. First, the mercy of the devotee. And second, what Ajnata-sukriti, what piety they've done in association with Krishna's devotees. Everything that has anything to do with our coming to the platform of this topmost level of knowledge is through the mercy of Krishna's pure devotees. Either we do something unknowingly for their benefit or Krishna's benefit, or we, they grace us with their association.